0: As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Alright, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Sleeping With The Numbers podcast. Dylan here, and I am sorry I've missed you for a couple weeks. I have A uh, lot of stuff going on, going on here at home. Uh, you know, we had to move, so been busy with that, and then had to fly back home, all all that good stuff. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. I'm here now. Let's talk about our picks, uh, how the model's performing, how we performed over the season. We only have three more games. Conference championships coming up. We have the Eagles against the Niners, a massive defensive battle that it's a, it's a close one. It, it really is. I uh, Well, I'll, I'll get into what I think happens later, but I see that as a close matchup, an even closer matchup and kind of different than the NFC because I think it's more offensive power than uh, defensive powered. And that's Kansas City against the Cincinnati Bengals who looked dominant against the Buffalo Bills uh, last week. So we are going into these conference championships. Very, very tight matchups here, making it a little difficult uh, to bet on. But hey, that's what makes it fun. Uh, again, always be smart. Don't bet with money you don't have make wise decisions when betting. Don't take overjuiced odds. You know, we kind of set a line here at a -200. Don't really want anything uh less than that reason being the 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 odds just aren't worth it. You know, uh, sure things aren't real in the sports betting world. When you have the Buffalo Bills -1000 against I don't know Jacksonville or someone like that. That isn't guaranteed. Things happen. Things get really weird. And if they lose that, you're out your entire wager. And if they win, you get a very, very small return. So it, it is not worth making those bets. Just a reminder going forward, uh, that's not just with football. That's with any any type of betting. So just a reminder there. Uh, but today's episode, I probably shorter. You know, we don't have that many games to look at here. And pretty soon, we're just going to be checking out the NFL draft and, and thinking and guessing who's going to go where, how that's going to impact the teams, how that's going to impact fantasy. You know, it, we're getting into that part where, you know, maybe we have about a month off or so, and then the draft uh, and off conversations really start heating up. Pretty much everything between now and, and then is just you know, speculation. Um, so... I don't like getting into too much of that news. People just are like, "Yeah, the will Bijan's gonna go to to uh uh, Houston, even though they already have a guy there, but he'll go there." It just they're trying to get clicks. That's really all it is. We're not trying to do that here, so I'm not gonna try to bring up nonsense uh, like that. It's not time for that. We need combine to happen. We need pro days to happen. Um, then that's when we start getting some real news out that we can actually start making informed uh, predictions, which is what we do here. We, I mean, for God's sakes, we have a machine learning model. that That's the only thing it does, is it makes informed decisions. There's no uh, biases at all. So let's start it off with just uh, performance for the season so far. Um, if we start with um, our bets, well... I'll just I'll just cover mine here since Pat isn't uh, here at the moment and I don't want to speak for him but um for the season up until now week one through the divisional matchups my money line correctness again this is not bets we do not take every pick we make as a bet because of what I said. Just a few minutes ago. Sometimes the odds aren't there. Sometimes we're not confident enough, but we're forcing ourselves to make a pick here. Um, really, really for content. <laughs> but we do let you know hey, you know, we're not really confident in, confident in this pick, or hey, these odds suck. Don't take that bet. Um, we, we say that pretty, pretty often here on the show. Um, however, if for some reason you trust us enough to take all of our bets, all of our picks, um, you made some money. If we look at the uh, my money line pick percentage, I went 179 and 100. That is a correct percentage of 64.16%, so pretty good there. And you know, maybe what's more important is we convert that to the correct odds um, to tell you if you took all of the bets, you know, uh, a certain amount of odds or or less you made money so let's let's do that conversion really quickly all right so we had uh win percentage or you know uh implied probability of 64.16 that would be if you took all of my picks at minus 179 or better you made some money and that's about where uh we say to make those picks you know around that minus 200 so uh, it's likely if you followed all of those bets, you made some money. So good on you. Uh, for the spread, I actually do have uh, unit amounts here. So uh, because the spread, it's always minus 110. Eh, I shouldn't say always. For the most part, it was always minus 110. All of the bets we've taken, they've been minus 110. That's just kind of the industry standard, it seems, across the board, no matter where you bet. Uh, But for that, I went 152 and 122. So that's a win percentage of 55.47%. Now again, we know the, uh, uh, I just said, American odds are generally 110 for, or minus 110 for uh, for spreads and over-unders. That's an implied probability of 52.4%. Again, what does that mean? That means if you take every single bet you possibly can, at minus 110 you need to be correct 52.4% of the time to break even if you do better than that you're gonna profit and we did I was 55.47% correct uh, throughout the season so far and that would have resulted in a 16.32 unit uh, profit And that's with betting one unit, you know, whatever your unit is. Mine is generally $10. Um, So if we convert my units to dollar amounts, it's $163.20. So not bad, not terrible. Profit's profit. Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Over Under is where I did the worst. Um, Man, there were some weeks here. Like, let's look at the stretch. Stretch from week uh, eight. To week twelve, I was just awful, under fifty percent that entire time. Really, really bad time uh, during that. I don't know what was going on. You know, that's around where bye weeks are, where uh, injuries are really prevalent. Um, so that that could be a factor. It could also be I'm just bad at over under picks. That that's also very possible. Uh, so <laughs> if that is the case. I apologize. You know, maybe don't follow me for those, but I'm still going to give my thoughts. And hey, we made a profit. Uh, so I was 149 and 130 for my win loss on over unders. That's a win percentage of 53.41. And guess what? That's over that 52.4% break even percentage. So there's a profit there. Um, with one unit bets, you would have profited 5.59 units. Again, my units are generally $10. So that's uh, $55.90. So, again, profit's profit. I'm happy with this. Profit all around for the season. So if you've been listening, if you've been tailing, good on you. We made some money this season so far. um, I don't think we can screw it up, you know, with only three games left. Um, Actually, no, it's mathematically impossible for us to not make a profit, even if we got every bet incorrect. Uh, again, with one-unit bets. If we did something crazy like, oh, 100-unit bets, yeah, we can fuck ourselves. Or even 10-unit 10, 10 bets. But we do one-unit bets uh, uh, on this show. So, cool. That that feels good. I'm glad. I, uh, I've been tracking this on just a little uh, Google Sheet. Um, have all the math set up here, so it's been calculating it for me uh, as we move on. Uh, next season, I... Th- I w- I'll calculate actual unit profit loss uh, for the money line uh, for our picks next time, just because that that's kind of nice to know. The win percentage is is good, um, but it I like seeing things in real dollars. So next season, that is what we do. We'll do, um, but let's look at the model performance. So the model, um, the model started making picks at week five. That means it took. Uh, the pre the first four weeks as inputs uh to kinda of make its predictions about the teams. So from week five to now through the division conference, uh the model only makes uh moneyline picks and spread picks. It does not do the over under. It did a very poor job at doing that, so we just stopped. Um pretty, pretty similar to my picks. I beat well, I also had more opportunities, so maybe it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. But uh, the model did beat me on the. Oh no, it didn't. Nope, I I beat the model both money line and spread. <laughs> um, but the model went one hundred and twenty-seven wins, seventy-two losses for the money line since week five. That is a win percentage of sixty-three point eight two percent. And if we convert that to odds, sixty-three point eight two. Um, about the same as what it was for me. Uh, if you took all of its picks at minus 176 or better, you made profit. For the spread, it was right 108 times and wrong 89 times for a percentage of 54.82%. And what did we say before? If it is over, uh, 52.4%, you make a profit. So if you followed every pick the model made on the spread... You made some profit there, um, and just to go through the models' picks, um, I've even though I haven't, we haven't done the show. Uh, we've been posting the picks on Twitter. Uh, if you follow us there, and of course they're also on Action Network, which is probably the the better place to follow it um, because you get to see the exact odds and everything we take it at, and uh, it will even tell you if you can get better odds, you know, at a, on a different book than than we take. Um for the most part, we use the consensus odds on action. Um, we do that because there's like that little verified toggle and it kind of that's how it scores you. You know, if you're making your verified picks and you do well, you get a higher score up on the leaderboards and stuff. your unverified picks are not counted towards that. and that makes sense, right? You don't want people just kind of going in and uh, boosting up <laughs> their their picks to make themselves look good. Um, so we we tend to stick with the verified picks. Uh, sometimes I get them in late. Um, I, I'm never going to lie with the model picks. That's stupid. Uh, the model, it's going to be right or wrong. And all I can do is fine-tune it the best I can to make these picks and give you my thoughts on the model's picks as we move throughout the season. Um, but I'm never going to lie. The model has a shit week you're going to know about it. If I have a shit week, you're going to know about it. That's not the purpose of this show. We need to be truthful because the fact is when you are gambling, you lose. That just facts. Um, we can give you as much insight as we can. We can do all the mathematical, uh, model creations we want. There's a a good factor of luck. (laughs) So we cannot always be right. And I, I want that truth to be known. Uh, for anyone following this. Every people who are like, "Oh, I, I'm the best, sports better, I'm a professional." Even the professionals lose. So, please keep that in mind. Um, don't think everyone's always winning. That's just a lie. But let us get into these picks for the conference uh championships. All right, starting with the first match of the San Francisco San Francisco San Francisco 49ers traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are currently two and a half point home favorites, minus 150 on the money line, with an over under of 46 and a half points. This, as I said kind of early on and alluded to, is going to be a super defensive matchup, I believe. I think what is going to happen here is going to be a low scoring game and whoever's offense can get you know maybe it's a lucky break or they find a a hole in one or the other's defense that's not going to be an easy thing to do but if if they can do that that is what is going to win the game this is going to be highly difficult you have Jalen Hurts who I would imagine everyone is going to argue is the better quarterback, as I I would as well. But Brock Purdy has been doing something special. From going from Mr. Irrelevant to an NFC Championship team, well, in it, haven't won. But if they are going to pull through, they need all of their weapons in full force. Christian McCaffrey has not been practicing this week. He's going to play, it sounds like, but... At what percentage is he going to be at? And arguably, uh, a 50% Christian McCaffrey is better than most people at 100%. So he's going to play, but I think we might see a good bit of Elijah Mitchell as well if the injury is actually a worry. Now, you you have to go all out in these games. You cannot, uh, you know, put on the kid gloves and and hope hope you win. When you're in the playoffs, you know, you lose, you're out obviously. So you cannot afford to keep your best player off the field. Christian McCaffrey is their best player. They have a lot of good players. But McCaffrey is the best player. So they're going to need to get Deba more involved. They're going to need to get Kittle more involved. Ayuk. And like I said, Elijah as well. So it's going to be a very, very close matchup. On the Philadelphia side of the ball, we saw what the Eagles could do against the Giants. The Giants looked like a good team after beating the Vikings who you know the Vikings very high-powered offense and the Giants were able to shut them down now that loss was really a lot more on the Vikings defense not being able to do a damn thing but just the fact that they came in afterwards played the Eagles and the Eagles absolutely shut them down wiped the floor with them that proves just how good the Eagles are. And the Eagles have two number one wide receivers. You know, everyone was under the impression as soon as they went out and got A.J. Brown, he was just going to be the dude and, you know, Devonta Smith might kind of th- fall into the background. That's not the case at all. I, I, I would argue, you know, if I'm a fantasy player, I, I want Devonta a bit more than A.J. Brown. Now, Standard League, maybe it's, it, it flips, but any type of PPR, Devonta has been getting the work, and he has been doing work. So I think with that, they're going to have a lot of places to go with the ball. Their running game is going to have a tough time. Um, they like to rotate running back, kind of like how, how Shanahan likes to do it. But Sanders, Boston Scott, uh, Gainwell, they're going to be rotating in and out. And I don't, think any of them really do much. If they're going to do work, it's going to be in the passing game, and I would be willing to bet that Hurts might have the most rushing yards for the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. That makes sense to me, because if the Niners' defensive front can get to Hurts quickly, Hurts is going to take off. Um, there There will be times where he can get a quick ball out. Um, But he can take off. He has the legs to do that. But then, of course, the worry comes running too much injury. But it doesn't matter. You're going all out in this game. Neither one of these guys wants to go home, even though Philadelphia is home for this matchup. Um, It's going to be a really, really good day of football on both sides. Uh, People are going to be maybe a little more upset at this NFC game because... I do not believe there's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, and it's going to be a technical battle between these two coaches. Uh, going to be really interesting to watch. Um, for maybe more casual fans who are just kind of looking for that over to hit. You know, I don't, Maybe you don't have that good of a time watching this game. But I'm excited for it. The, uh, so let, let's make picks here. Uh, for this matchup. I will be taking Philly to win and cover. I think the edge in offense goes to Philadelphia with uh, some banged-up pieces on the San Francisco side. I think San Francisco has the better defense overall, but it is insanely close. Um, and the edge has to come somewhere, and I think that edge is going to come on the offensive side of the ball for Philly. And It's only a two-point, two and a half point... Uh, Spread, I'm taking them to win and cover, and as you can probably expect, I'm taking the under 46 and a half points. I do expect this to be a defensive matchup. The model is going to, there we go, I moved my tabs around for some reason. Uh, The model, taking Philly to win and cover, but only barely. Um, it has Philly winning by three points. So if that gets any larger in the spread, uh, maybe maybe do not take that pick, but or that bet rather. Um, but model is going to be taking Philly and uh, Philly to win and cover. And again, probably the more exciting matchup, hopefully, is the AFC conference between Cincinnati and Kansas City. Cincinnati coming in hot after a good good game against Buffalo where they just never stepped off the gas. Um I want to for let's take a little side talk here about fantasy football. Um I had Joe Mixon this season for fantasy. It wasn't fun. He often disappointed, but he had that one massive game that made him look really really good. Uh, Don't believe that going forward. Um, And I think it's the same case for last week. There is a reason Joe Mixon looked very good last week, and that was because since he was able to get up early, and they stayed on top. And when they stay on top, they like to hand out the ball, burn out that clock. And that's why Joe Mixon got a ton of work last week. Uh, let me see just how many touches he got last week against no. Oh season All right. last week against Buffalo He had 20 rush attempts and Three targets so 23 total opportunities. That's that's pretty high if we go and look at um, his whole regular season He hit over 20 rush attempts twice. Once against Miami and once against Carolina. That massive game where he got four touchdowns and 153 yards. Again, we look at the score of that game and how that game went. They blew Carolina out of the water. They were already in the lead and were just running out the clock. That's when he gets his work. And that's exactly what happened last week. So if you're thinking of relying on Mixon uh, this week, I don't believe you're going to have a great time because I don't think the Eagles, the Eagles, the Bengals are going to be able to pull ahead of Kansas City. Now that could probably have been said against Buffalo, but we have to play the probabilities here. And that's what we're doing. The uh, odds Suggest or the spread suggests this is supposed to be a close game since or the Kansas City is only favored by a point and a half. So we have to trust the process. Um, so maybe, maybe stick away from Joe Mixon this game if you're still doing fantasy or any sort of like DFS lineups, but focus on the pass catches, uh, for Cincinnati. If this needs to be a back and forth game, it's going to be them making the Mahomes coming into this game injured which probably explains why the over under dipped Uh, it opened up at 52 and a half points I believe Um, and now it is at 48 so minus 120 on the money line even money for the Bengals a point and a half favorite uh, home favorite for the Chiefs over under set at 48 points Mahomes is going to play he's going to play through this injury Again, I, I can't say it enough, and I'm, I sound like a broken record, and it, you're like, well, no shit, Dylan. You, you don't need to tell us this stuff. But it really is important. These teams are going to go all out. It doesn't matter how injured they are. They're going to play until they can't anymore in the playoffs. Um, that's just their mindset. Is it the right play? It, would it be better to sit Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. But they're my come a point in the game where his injury is just hurting the team more than it's helping them and there's a oh man there's that doctor on YouTube that I follow and I am horrible for uh, not remembering his name because I want to give him some credit Um, let me pull him up real quick Uh, but he did a he always does great analysis Uh, Brian oh boy Sutter Sutter Either way uh that that's his name on YouTube YouTube will correct you and send you to his correct page but he said it was a bad idea for him to play through that injury it gives him some time to heal up uh but he could have got hurt a lot more and maybe enough to kick him out of this game you know there's again only so much you can play through but they're going to do it until the very end <laughs> Given that, Vegas still expects it to be a close game, even though they think it'll be a little bit lower scoring. Um, And I tend to agree. I'm taking the under here as well. Uh, Just actually, I should probably point out how often the under has hit in comparison. Um, Because it's been a lot this season. So let me take a moment here to look that up. Okay, so according to Covers.com, all games this season, 55.8% of them went to the under, and what were we saying earlier? The over-unders are almost always at minus 110 odds, which means the break-even percentage is 52.4%, meaning you have to do better than that in order to make a profit. So if you bet the under on every game this season, You would've been correct, 55.8% of the times, which is profit. So, again, the under tends to be the right bet most of the time. Uh, Why is this? Because people like taking the over. (laughs) It's more fun, it's way more fun. Uh, But it's harder to get over the score than under, right? It's harder to score than under. You start the game under so while Vegas does a very good job setting those lines uh, again if we look at statistics math all that stuff um, obviously Vegas is doing that as well but they do it a little different their whole they're not trying to be correct they're trying to make money so um, yeah so if you took the under all season you would have made a profit so I'm taking the under for this game as well uh, if Mahomes was healthy, I'd probably still take the under. You know, if I look at, I look at the Chiefs. Um, let's see here. The Chiefs are usually, there we go. The Chiefs are almost always in high total games. However, they've only hit the over eight times. This is for the regular season. Uh, That's overall. They played 18 games. Um, They've only hit the over 8 times. 44.4%. The under 10 times. 55.6%. And that happens a lot with these... uh, What you think about a team. When you think Kansas City, you think high scoring. When you think Cincinnati, you think high scoring. When you think... Philadelphia, San Francisco, those strong defensive teams, you think low score. And there's that trend, right? So Kansas City, their unders have hit more because the bar is set pretty high for their games because they're expected to score a lot. For Philadelphia, their over has hit more because they generally come in with a lower setting, a lower bar, a lower over under. And it's easier for them to hit it. So just an interesting thought process um, to go through here. Uh, The model will also be taking Kansas City to win and cover. A reminder about the model. The model has no idea about injuries. Has no idea that Mahomes is banged up. Um, Knows nothing about that. It doesn't care about hot streaks. It doesn't care about how Cincinnati looked uh, against Buffalo. All it cares about is seeing the stats, how their offense has run, how their defense has performed, how their offense has performed against what a defense has allowed. Uh, it, it doesn't know about injuries. So keep that in mind. So it does have Cincinnati or Kansas City winning by 4.44 points. Um, obviously, you can't really bet fractions like that, but it is more than the point and a half that Vegas is is setting it at. So, Model is taking Kansas City to win in cover. I'm going to do the opposite. I think the Bengals look very good. And they they are on a streak. They're not as banged up as the Chiefs are. And if they are, it's not at as important positions. Quarterback. Most important position. Um, Cincinnati is also 5-1. and one against the Chiefs in their past six games. If we look at the percentage of bets, 56% on the Chiefs, percentage of money, 63% on the Chiefs uh, for the money line, for the point spread, it's the opposite. People are taking the Bengals. And really what that tells me is they don't know. They don't really know what to expect. Um, I know when I make my picks to kind of cover my ass, I'll do the same thing. I'll take the the favorite in the money line, but then the dog in the spread, yep. just to kind of cover both ends here. Uh, it's going to be another really good matchup. Kelsey could go off and do Kelsey like things. You know, both of these teams haven't lost in a long time. You know, they've won their last five games. It's going to be a very good matchup, but if I have to pick this pick a side, I am going to take the Bengals. I think they are a more well-rounded team on offense. Um, there's not spikes in the talent on certain positions. You know, uh, Mixon is probably as good as Chase talent-wise. You know, who gets the ball more is a good question. Chase, obviously... Um, the younger guy and the more go-to guy for Joe Burrow. Unless, of course, they're they're winning. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, you know, the Chiefs obviously have a massive spike in talent at the tight end position. They're a little, they're pretty low on the wide receiver side, but it also hasn't really mattered with Patrick Mahomes. They're running that game. Pacheco and uh, McKinnon. On Paper, You know, you look at these guys and you're like, who's more talented? Either of those guys are Joe Mixon. I think the right answer to that is Joe Mixon, but Andy Reid knows what he's doing, a great offensive mind. He can get these guys to work, even though they may not be the most talented players. So I do think the talent, the cumulative talent, lies with the Bengals. Um, So again, where the NFC game might come out to... Who has an edge on offense because the defenses are pretty equal this one might come out to the opposite someone might need to have an edge on defense to win because these offenses can be pretty equal even though the Bengals are i believe a more well-rounded team and kansas city has spikes at the quarterback and the tight end position where they're a little lower on the running back and the wide receiver position that can be effective right because if you cover the right players If they just double Kelsey all game long, which they should, it leaves Juju open. You know, maybe MVS is open. Um, But those guys are not nearly as scary as Travis Kelsey getting the ball. So maybe the the Bengals welcome that. Yeah, give Juju Juju the ball. Let him get three yards a catch. Rather than Kelsey taking chunks of the field away every time he grabs the ball and is an end zone threat. Always. Bengals have more options on offense. So, uh, very, very interesting game. I'm, again, super excited for this one. We have... We're blessed to have a, a good uh, a good matchup like this on, on both sides of the conferences. Uh, so, I'm taking Bengals winning cover. Under 48 points. Model taking Kansas City to winning cover. Uh, we'll see who is correct. But that's where we're going to end it. Shorter show today not as much to talk about not as many games best of luck this weekend if you are betting in any shape or form sports betting dfs you know let show me your picks um not not dig picks. don't send me those please um go on twitter you know i i've been posting some of these like free lineups that draftkings has been doing i just kind of post things up there i won like a dollar the last time which you know for free you know that uh, infinite amount of profit so go me but uh yeah i throw my my picks up there on twitter swtn underscore podcast on twitter same thing on action network uh if you want the model it's swtn underscore models you can also follow me at fantasy p-y-a-n-t-a-s-y both on twitter not pretty i'm not really active on twitter but action network you can check me out there also, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, Sleeping With The Numbers. You just pop it in the search. will pop up. Um, we have uh, Fantasy Football Guessing Game on iOS and Android. Uh, give that a check. It's pretty fun. Uh, probably needs to be updated here pretty soon, but it is based on last year's stats. We can probably get into this year's stats as well as the fantasy season is over. Um, if you're looking to do some prop betting, Monkey Knife Fight is an easy way to do it. Uh, check out our link. If you are a first-time user, you get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. You pop in $100, you now have $200 to bet on these conference games. Or or maybe hold that. Hold that for the Super Bowl. Bet it all on that. Uh, that's That's not advice. That's just an option you can do. I don't recommend betting all your money at one time. That's a bad idea. But that'll end the show. Thank you for tuning in, and we will check you out next time talking about Super Bowl and then pretty soon talking about the NFL draft. We will see you later.